Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the final episode of this season of Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast. First of all, let me say I'm so, so sorry for the delay on getting this episode out to you guys. I hope I haven't left anybody hanging, but I have builders in at the moment doing some work on the house and there is not a minute of the day that I can get silence enough to record and not have banging in the background and that would be completely anxiety inducing as a listening experience. Um, so I'm only getting a chance to do it now. In the evenings when they finish, I've just been so knackered and wanted to have a nap and eat and go to bed, uh, which will make sense when you hear this episode. Um, so I do apologise for only getting around to it now. I'm taking a little break after this episode, which is potentially more bad news, um, so that I can go and record some more episodes, hopefully with some very exciting guests and experts as always, um, and some solo episodes, and then come back to you with a really strong season three. The launch of season three will coincide with the launch of my third book, which I have just shared on Instagram and I'm so excited. This was without a doubt the hardest challenge of my professional life so far. I really, I was riddled with self-doubt throughout the experience and I didn't think I'd get through it, but I did. Um, And it's called Naked, 10 Truths to Change Your Life. And ironically, I felt very vulnerable writing the book, uh, but the whole point of the book is to explore the power of vulnerability Um, and I'll tell you lots more about it in season three but for now it's available to pre-order and I will share the link to pre-order it on the podcast notes and as an author it's just always so massively appreciated when when anyone buys your book um, or pre-orders it in advance Um, so thank you in advance and I hope that you're looking forward to it I cannot wait to share it with you and I cannot wait to tell you a little bit more about it I can't believe also that I've already had two seasons of the series. I just had no idea it would go this far or that I'd have this many listeners or that you would tune in as often as you do and and like message me saying, hey, when's the next episode? Like I honestly thought at the beginning it was just me and my mom, my husband listening, which probably was. And, you know, you're not just listening passively, you're, you're actually engaging with me and you're messaging me and you're giving me advice and feedback and, you know, asking for certain topics to be explored. So it's just been amazing and I can't thank you enough for the support and for the lovely comments and for the very kind reviews um, and as for the few of you who've messaged me to say that my voice is 
too fast and anxiety inducing and not at all helpful for someone who's anxious. Um, I do apologise for my Irish brogue. We do talk quite fast here. Um, and I'm so passionate about what I'm talking about that I end up kind of getting carried away. But there is a function, I'm told, when you're listening to podcasts where you can slow things down just a slight bit. So if my if my speed is too much for you, but you do want to listen to the episodes, do check that out. For this last episode, it's just me. Um, I'm just doing a solo episode, uh, but there's, well, there's a little baby in my belly, so I guess he, I can call him my guest this week. Obviously, it's a, it's a boy, and we found out at around 11 weeks, um, after having done some prenatal screening tests, where they are able to tell the gender based on something to do with blood and chromosomes, I don't know, but anyway, found out it was a boy, and decided we would find out, um, as soon as we could, because... I just like knowing. I always feel more empowered knowing everything. And um, I think there's, well, for me anyway, pregnancy throws up enough surprises in experiences and how you'll feel from one day to the next that I was like, okay, no, I don't need that surprise either. I recently announced the pregnancy on Instagram um, and for, it was so nice to just be able to share it and not have to pretend like I wasn't pregnant. And it was so, so nice to be on the receiving end of so many kind messages and well wishes from people who were like, I don't know at all, who just either listen to the series or are fans of the books or just follow me on Instagram and just had such unbelievably kind, thoughtful, really genuine things to say. Um, so yeah, that was that was so nice. And thank you if you were one of the people who reached out to me. Interestingly, before I had announced it, I noticed, maybe, I don't know if this was just me being aware of it, but I started to get a lot more listener and reader requests for me to look at pregnancy and anxiety for one episode. Um, and of course, it wasn't something I could really touch on before I'd experienced it because I, I wouldn't be able to shed any light on it. Um, but now I'm I'm 16 weeks now, so I definitely have some thoughts on the whole thing. I want to start with pre-pregnancy anxiety. Um, so many questions that I've had since announcing my pregnancy are from people who are struggle with anxiety like me, who, who are just terrified to even try for a baby in the first place in case the hormones involved with pregnancy would send them off into a spiral of anxiety that they wouldn't be able to control. Um, this is such a valid fear and I totally get it. And another fear people have is, you know, how will my anxiety be you know, when I'm a parent, how will I be able to cope? How will I be able to be a parent, you know, to my child when, when I'm really struggling with anxiety myself? And again, completely valid fears when you're someone who's experiencing it. I think I probably felt more anxiety myself in those first few weeks when we were trying uh, than I do now or than I even did in the first few weeks of pregnancy. Um, and I don't think that's unusual at all. I think if you think about it, it's pretty natural to feel overwhelmed especially if you're an overthinker and you ponder on a lot of things and you don't just go with the flow which don't worry neither do I and um, you've probably spent your whole adult life trying not to get pregnant right and suddenly you make this enormous shift in thinking and behaving where you're suddenly open to the idea and that's that's huge you know I was talking to my friends who I'd said I had told that you know we were we were trying and I actually, I, I was saying, I, I'm just really, it's like, it's kind of all consuming in my thoughts. And it wasn't so much a fear of what if, what if this is difficult or what if I struggle to get pregnant? It was just, I can't believe I'm actively participating in an activity that will lead to pregnancy when that's terrifying, you know? And I was feeling sick. I mean, like the first time we tried, we were, we had stopped trying not to get pregnant. I was feeling sick as soon as like the following day. Um, and of course that was just pure anxiety because even if I was pregnant after the first time, you, you're not going to feel anything for, for a while until five weeks is when I, when I started to feel it. 
so yeah, that was just like anticipation and this major shift in thinking that brought about the first kind of wave of anxiety for me. But then it settled down and I was like, okay, then I was focused more on like, hope. I hope this happens. Um, and I, I have no problem sharing that. Um, for us, it happened very quickly. It was, it was only after our second month of trying that I found out I was pregnant. Um, and I know people can experience massive anxiety surrounding fertility and the problems they might face. Um, that's not something I experienced, and I, I'm so, I'm really grateful and lucky for for the experience that we had and that. We didn't face those difficulties and I really, really empathise with people who do. Um, and I'd say that's just a whole other layer of anxiety to contend with that I have not yet experienced myself. But by the time I was pregnant, I did have one freak out. Um, and I, again, this is very normal, I think. I was literally shaking when I saw the test come up as positive because even though we were we were trying, it, it was still a shock to my system that it happened that soon. And I just felt flooded in my body with physical, I guess, fight or flight response where my body was like, no, this is such a scary thought um, that I guess my body felt threatened. And I was thinking, oh my God, like, how is my body going to react to this? How am I going to cope when, what if I'm sick? Or, you know, all the usual thoughts of like, I'm such a sensitive person physically and like I can I react to loads of different kind of medications that make me feel sick so how is a baby growing in my belly going to make me feel and so much of that like projection forward and that anticipation was just fueling this r- roller coaster of of fear for the day and I had to just let those thoughts come and let them go and and not try not to feel it as I always I'm advocating that you know you don't try and squash down the feeling you just let it let it happen let it out so I let myself freak out and I let my body express that mixture of I guess part excitement part anxiety and and just the newness of it and then very quickly you'll be surprised how much you can adapt to the idea of being pregnant and then that pre-pregnancy oh my god what if I'm pregnant what will this do that simmers right down unfortunately though it did pop up again when the time came to experience morning sickness which was about a week later. So I found out at week four and I started to feel very unwell on week five and that was Christmas week and it was so grim. I was down in Dingle in County Kerry with my family and I just was like the worst person to be around. I was, oh my god, I just, I looked like a corpse and I threw up my Christmas dinner while I managed to eat of it and that was just, you could not pay me enough money to go back there. So I think when, when anxious people feel put off about getting pregnant, they are anxious about two things. So one is how they will cope with the pregnancy and how they will cope with being sick if that happens to be your fate and how the pregnancy will impact on the very careful balance of hormones that through this series and through everything that else that we're doing, we try so hard to keep in check and to keep you know in a state of equilibrium so that we don't feel excessive anxiety. And then there's the anxiety again that's again very natural around becoming a parent in general and um how you'd cope with with that and how you'd cope with the wave of anxiety when you've got a child to look after when now without a child you sometimes feel like you can't cope. The latter is something obviously obviously I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't had um a baby yet so I can't really speak to that but I in conversations I have had with friends, I have found it reassuring um, that people who are like me in terms of anxiety who've had babies have told me that the one benefit about parenting and um, those first few years, I guess, is that you're so wrapped up in the immediate looking after of your baby that you don't have, your brain doesn't have time to sit idle and start to ruminate on things and run away with you. 
that for me was reassuring but at the same time I also understand that um when you're completely exhausted and sleep deprived and worn out in that first while you're not firing on, on all cylinders so your prefrontal cortex might not be as sharp as it normally is so I don't know how I'm going to respond I, I'm just going to hope that I can take each day as it comes and um cross that bridge you know when I come to it and I will absolutely share how I'm getting on in terms of anxiety when the baby comes but for now all I've, all I've experienced so far is a pregnancy and the potential for sickness, as I said, was the biggest issue for me. Yes, yeah, so it did hit me at five weeks and it hit me so hard. And I'm now at 16, 16 weeks, going on 17, starting, I think, finally to come out of the woodwork and feel a little bit more human. And I think if you told me before I got pregnant that I would still feel that bad up until week 15 or so, I probably wouldn't have tried because you know how much I fear throwing up and nausea. But now that I'm here... Only now that I'm here, I can know that I've handled it. Not particularly well, but I have handled it. I think when we let our thoughts, our anxious thoughts take over, we forget something that is so central to the human experience, and that would be our ability to adapt. We are so good at adapting to whatever situation we're in, no matter how difficult it is. And that's how we've progressed so far as a society, and it's the reason why we've survived this long. And when you're pregnant and you're feeling nauseous in that first trimester, it's horrible. It is not enjoyable. You cannot rationalize it, but you do adapt to it. You learn what makes you feel better and what makes you feel worse. You learn any sort of little coping mechanisms that make it easier for you, whether it's people were just telling me all the time to eat ginger nuts. It didn't really work for me, but for me, it was like never, ever allowing myself to be remotely empty in the tummy or be hungry and have snacks beside the bed all the time. And you find, so you find a routine that works for you and you just remind yourself that even though it feels like it's not temporary, in the grand scheme of things, it is. And I think when you when you when you feel anxious about pregnancy or about becoming a parent in general, you're completely underestimating your ability to adapt. And the anxiety is wrapped up so much as it always is in anticipation and fear. But something I've I can only say now with with certainty is that your ability to cope and handle it, whatever it is, whether it's a screaming baby when that time comes or a wave of pukiness when you're in the the midst of the first trimester, your ability to cope with that is far greater than your fear of it leading up to it. Unfortunately, that's something that you can't convince your anxious brain of when you've yet to get there. You can only know it when you're right in the thick of it. And in terms of like the actual anxiety waves during those first few weeks of sickness, I can't really say that I was feeling anxious because I was too busy being sick. I didn't have the space in my head. I didn't, you're just in survival coping mode and it's not, it's not fun, but you're not panicking because you're actually in the midst of it. So panicking is all about anticipation, but when it's happening, you're doing it. And in a weird way, um, I'm kind of, I'm now that I'm coming out of it, I can say that I'm somewhat grateful for my experience so far, as hard as it's been. Now, I've not been like Kate Middleton level of sickness, but I was pretty bad because I've come face to face with one of my greatest fears and I've proven to myself that I can do it. I mean, I don't like it. It's not easy, but I can do it. And also for what it's worth, if you're really afraid of, of vomiting, for me, the nausea is way worse than the vomiting. And now having come through it, I would way rather throw up than have to feel nauseous for like two hours. Because um, with the vomiting, this is getting very graphic, but you get some relief at least. And the nausea waves last way longer and they're so debilitating. I mean, I can't even speak or I can't even ha like look at the TV or anything when I'm feeling that. I remember the other morning, I think it was about two weeks ago now, nausea hit me like a bat out of hell and I thought oh here we go I'm gonna feel like this 
for the next few hours, but I threw up within a matter of minutes. Luckily, I was at home, managed to make it to um, the toilet. And just straight after I vomited, the doorbell rang and that was my builders arriving (laughs) for day one of their work. So that was fun. But even though it was quite a shock to my system and here I was, oh my God, being confronted with one of my biggest fears, I was actually fine um, because as soon as I got sick, I felt okay. And it's not like, the nausea is definitely worse because the vomiting when you're pregnant, it's not like vomiting when you've got a, um, a bug or food poisoning. It's it's just a purge of having to get it up, but it's not, it's it's for me anyway, it's nowhere near as like violent as, as when it's a bug and there's actual poison in your stomach. Um, I didn't, you know, you don't have the cramps or anything, you just have the nausea and then the, the vomiting relieves the nausea, if that makes it any better for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I think now because I've been confronted with it, I'm less afraid of the possibility of getting a tummy bug or something like that because, you know, typically they last for like 24 hours or so and they used to be my biggest fear of all. But like, I can handle 24 hours if I can handle this, you know? So maybe as well... Another benefit of this is that it will make me less afraid of traveling because as you know from my traveling um, anxiety episode, I would have always been afraid of being sick while being away, but I've confronted it so many times now that I'm familiar with it and it's no longer remotely as scary as it once was. I guess it's like a really unenjoyable exposure therapy, which is just such a reliable way to, to confront your fears and get past them. And it's not something I would have volunteered myself for, but as a unfortunate part of pregnancy now that I've come through it I have had that exposure therapy and I am grateful for it you couldn't pay me enough money to do it again and I I, right now I don't I feel I keep saying to Barry we'll be one and done because I'm not going through this again but I haven't gotten to the stage where yet where I have the baby and I can have that perspective of okay this was completely worth it because I mean when you're when you're in the thick of it and you don't look pregnant and you don't feel pregnant you're just feeling sick it's hard to rationalize that with yourself and say, oh, you know, this is all for good reason. I mean, 
you know that it's a good thing that you're pregnant if that's what you want to happen in your life at the time for you that's right but that does not make the nausea any easier to contend with it didn't for me anyway so allow yourself to complain and to moan and to just wallow and feel like shit because for me that was a part of the coping and um, was to be able to say to people I feel like fucking shit this is really not enjoyable rather than pressure yourself to be like oh my god this is an amazing miracle yes it is but it's really really tough for women so you do not have to be you know a beacon of of rainbows and sunshine I also want to talk about medication and pregnancy um so I had a lot of questions around when I got pregnant people were saying oh did you come off your medication what's the story with that and um, people are very very keen to know that situation um I did not come off my medication before I conceived um I had so I'm on Prozac and I have been for a good few years and I've had so many conversations with my doctor over the months leading up to getting pregnant when I figured it was on the cards for us um, and I was very concerned with you know am I going to have to come off it if it's not safe how will that impact me how will I adjust what if I completely spiral back to 2014 levels of anxiety how in the name of god will I cope with being pregnant then thankfully I didn't have to now it's not the same for every medication but with Prozac there is absolutely no evidence to suggest that there's any risk to the baby or to me if I continue taking it and actually my GP said and the worst thing I could have done was to pull myself off it abruptly when I find out that I'm pregnant and then have to deal with the fallout of that while at the same time dealing with the hormones that surge that are doubling every day in those first few weeks of pregnancy. When I found out I was pregnant, I, I brought it up again with my consultant in the hospital and he echoed what my GP had said. He had zero concerns. He said, stay on it, stay on it throughout the pregnancy, stay on it after you have the baby. If it's working for you, that's great. Keep doing it. So that was a huge, huge comfort for me and that I didn't have to confront that mammoth change ahead of what was already going to be a pretty significant change physically. I think if you're concerned about medication and pregnancy, definitely talk to your GP about it and talk to them about it if, if you're in a position to do so in advance of, of trying for a baby. If you really feel the need to be on anti-anxiety medication, but the one you're on is maybe not so suitable for pregnancy, then you can talk to your doctor about slowly switching over to um, something that's a bit more suitable. Now, of course, I'm not a qualified to give any advice on medication, but obviously I'm just saying if, if you're concerned, talk to your GP about it because it's something that they'll be able to guide you on um, and advise you on. But all I can do is share my experience. And on the topic of medication, I was really, really relieved and a lot less anxious about being sick when my consultant prescribed me a medicine called Caraban, which is an anti-sickness medication. Um, my GP had been very wary of prescribing it um, in those, you know, when I first found out I went, I was pregnant and I went down to the doctor and I was thinking, oh Jesus, you need to give me this medication now in case the worst happens. And there's definitely a reticence in, in healthcare professionals to put pregnant women on, on any medication they don't absolutely need to be on. But my consultant saw how sick I was in the following weeks and it was it wasn't really letting up and I wasn't able to really do anything I wasn't able to go anywhere or get any work done and that was really just was really affecting my life so much but he said there was no risk at all and um, it's I basically caravan I think it's just a mixture of an amino acid and vitamin b6 I'm not 100% sure in that but that's what someone told me and it would help to take the edge off the nausea and potentially stop the vomiting entirely uh, it definitely worked and I wasn't feeling fine but I was nowhere near as bad as I had been beforehand and I only had bouts I think I started to kind of wean myself off it when I thought I was fine and then that's when I got sick again and um, so I just went back on it and I've just to this day I'm still just taking it in the mornings because I'm finding the mornings tough but I'm not taking it any more than that but it's no problem if you're if you're sick right up until you you give birth I think it's totally fine to be on again it's something that your consultant will talk to you about 
Um, but I think if you're really afraid about morning sickness, this option is there and your your consultant will more than likely suggest it if you're sick to the point that it's getting in the way of your day-to-day life. And I think now, had I known that going into pregnancy, I probably would have been a lot less anxious about the, the potential to be sick if I knew that there is options out there and there is help, there is things you can do if you want to go down that route. Something I've also found helpful in terms of not indulging the anxiety is to not get bogged down in pregnancy groups online or with pregnancy books. Um, in the first few weeks, I was reading so much of the what to expect when you're expecting kind of content. And if you're anything like me, this isn't always the best idea. Because if they're talking about symptoms to expect and you haven't got them, you just dread that you're going to get them eventually, or you worry that if you don't have them, this means something is wrong. Um, so if you're feeling horrendous in week five, you don't want to read about how awful you're going to feel in week nine. You just need to be in the moment that you're in. Because when when I was feeling so bad at week five, and then I was like look, panic Googling to think, you know, how, how when am I going to feel better? And I wasn't getting the answers I want. That was making my experience in the here and now so much worse. So you have to just take it day by day, hour by hour. Pregnancy has definitely so far been a major test of my patience. And I think I'm so used to jumping ahead and being solution focused and wishing my time away, but I've had to slow right down and go through every minute of it mindfully. And I think that's an experience as well that will stand to me long after pregnancy. And I've also noticed that even in terms of my patients outside of pregnancy with work stuff, you know, I always want everything to happen now, but I notice myself getting a little bit better at saying, okay, this is not the right time. I have to wait another week for this to happen. Even when it came to like sharing my book cover, I wanted to do it the minute that we had signed off on the cover and my publishers asked me to wait. And before I would have been like, like, just let me share it. But I just like, okay, you know, let it happen. And that, that sounds like a very simple example, but I just noticed myself being a little bit more patient um, as time goes on, which is really obviously a very good skill to have. I've also really learned to connect with my breath, which is again a tool that we always have that's there, it's free of charge, but it's something we take massively for granted. Um, so even if it's just something as simple as just a deep inhale or a sigh, that has just helped to bring me right into my body and helped me to ride out those particularly bad nauseous waves. Um, and now whenever I remind myself to take one deep breath, just you know one deep belly inhale through the nose to expand your tummy and then hold it for a second or two and then exhale through the mouth, I just feel instant calm and I'm doing lots and lots more meditation and breathing exercises and that helps with everything from nausea to getting to sleep to general relaxation and I'm hopeful that that will stand to me when the time comes to to get my mind ready for labour and my body ready. So I think I'm now starting to feel somewhat excited. Um, I honestly have felt like shit the whole time and that's okay. I mean, it's hard to feel excited when you feel sick all the time and it's hard not to dwell on the negative. But before you know it, time moves on and now like the first trimester is behind me and the weeks are starting to go by really, really quickly. Um, and from what I'm told, the second trimester is, is you know, a lot better than the first. And then you get the noticeable bump and you get to dress in the dungarees and, you know, not feel like a baby yourself or wearing them. And then you can plan the nursery and pick out cute little bits and bobs to make that feel even more real to you. And I think you can enjoy it all the more because you haven't been forcing yourself to be positive and you haven't been forcing yourself not to feel anxious from the minute you find out you're pregnant you haven't been forcing positivity through the really really difficult shit parts and now it feels genuine and you can actually enjoy it. I think if you're anxious about being a parent um, again like I said it's not something I can comment on yet but I think it's helpful to know that consider the idea that your baby will be at such an advantage for the fact that they have a mom or a dad or both who have so much awareness of their mental health 
and you'll be so well equipped to help your child deal with their little worries as they arise because you understand what it feels like and you're not going to make them feel stupid or silly for feeling scared or anxious because you know well how an irrational fear can seem but how it can really affect you and you'll recognize worries that they have when they might not be able to recognize it in themselves and you may be able to help them to address their concerns in a way that really helps to nip it in the bud and prevent it from becoming the kind of anxiety we've been dealing with that's been very deeply rooted. So I think, I guess I'm saying this to myself as much as I am to anyone who's listening, but you're going to be a wonderful parent, anxious or not. You don't have to get rid of your anxiety to become pregnant and you don't have to get rid of your anxiety to become a parent. Not at all. I mean, I'm doing it and I'm fine and you will be too and we'll tackle the anxiety post-pregnancy when the time comes. Um, so, so that's it for me now for season two. I hope you found the series helpful. Thank you so much for listening to this last episode. I'll be back with season three before you know it. And for those interested, I'm also producing a specific pregnancy podcast series that I will share shortly. So stay tuned for that and follow me on my Instagram page at Caroline Forens to make sure that you um, find out about that when it's when it goes live. That will cover everything from fertility right through to labor. So a little bit more specific to pregnancy than this series, but I wanted to, to touch on anxiety and pregnancy here as well. Thank you so much for the support thus far. Thank you for buying and reading the books and for pre-ordering the new book if you've done so. And obviously thank you for to those of you who support me over on patreon.com forward slash Caroline Foran. So going forward, I guess my parting words would be to mind yourself, be compassionate with yourself and remember that if compassion, self-compassion was a tablet you that you could take every day, you absolutely would. It's that powerful, but it's already there within your power. And even though it might not always feel like you're owning it, I think by engaging with me and being interested to learn more and listening and reading and doing your research and putting into practice the exercises that we've covered, you are owning it every single day. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.